Auburn, Alabama, and uh, which was kind of an odd set of occurrences because we were not planning on being in Auburn, uh, but the week before last, we got a call out of the blue uh, to come and to do something I'd never done before, and that was to do a leadership retreat for a Christian medical clinic. And um, so we met last Tuesday night with some doctors, some lawyers, and board members there, and some of the staff, and then all day the next day with the staff. Yeah, 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 which was not good. A guy that was scheduled to be there. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, he got very, very ill. But bottom line, as I prayed about it, you know, typically in, a, in those kind of moments, I would teach on something um, along the line of communication or, you know, management or leadership or something like that. But I, I prayed about it. And there's, there's a reason why I'm saying this, because um, the, the essential need to depend upon the Holy Spirit. You know, you remember we've been talking about what does it mean to be an apostolic people and the foundation of an apostolic church and is the grace of God and it is the Lordship of Christ and it is the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to teach today on the power of the Holy Spirit uh, because God enables you to have the power of the Holy Spirit for two reasons. One, that you would be a witness but that witness flows out of you making Jesus truly Lord of your life. If you, you, he'll never be Lord of your life without the power of the Holy Spirit. All right? You can't get there without the Holy Spirit helping you. He's the, he's the enabler. He's the one that brings us into it. But I, I want to I talk today about the Holy Spirit and the need for the Holy Spirit and the importance of listening and following the work of the Holy Spirit. Because if we're not careful... The Holy Spirit can become doctrinal rather than personal. And we can have a great theology of the Holy Spirit rather than an ongoing fellowship and practice of the Holy Spirit. And I, I, I think I've watched that in charismatic and Pentecostal churches for years to where the power of the Holy Spirit is evidenced and then for whatever reason, they drift into more of a head knowledge and a theory of the Holy Spirit and a belief system of the Holy Spirit, but no practice of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. It is not the doctrine of the Holy Spirit that will transform your life and make you a witness. I appreciate good theology and sound doctrine, but that will never bring us into a place of the ongoing reality of Jesus it is the person and the work of the Holy Spirit in a daily, ongoing way that makes Jesus real, that makes our witness effective, uh, that makes us powerful tools in the hands of God. And so I was invited to go speak at this medical clinic. And, um, you know, you step into those kind of arenas and it's a new kind of deal. And... As I prayed about it, I said, Lord, what do you want me to bring? I think that's always a good question for us to ask. God, what do you want me to bring? Uh, don't assume anything on God, all right? 
I figured if God canceled one guy and put me in the middle of it, there was a reason why he was doing it. I know you don't want to be canceled by God. When God cancels, he does it in a big way. And, uh, <coughs> and so I said, Lord, what do you want me to bring? And God told me two things. He told me two things. He told me spiritual warfare and listening to the Holy Spirit. I'm like, I said, I came out of my prayer time and I told Sandy, I said, well, the Lord's told me what he wants me to speak on. She says, what? I said, spiritual warfare and listening to the Holy Spirit. And she goes, you're joking. Are you sure? I said, hey, if you have anything, anybody to blame, you need to blame him because that's what he told me. And I, and I yeah, I mean, I, I, so I went into this thing. You know, we were, like, we were invited to this really nice upscale home last Tuesday evening for a reception and dinner and this doctor's home. And, uh, and then gathering all those leaders, they'd never met me before. And so I went ahead and I introduced right there. I said, well, I'm going to talk tonight. I'll just introduce it tonight, but I'm going to be teaching all day tomorrow on spiritual warfare and uh, the listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, most of these are really nice Baptist people, really nice Baptist people and Presbyterian people. I mean, they, 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 these are people I probably raised more than a few eyebrows when I said that. And so I stepped into it. And I'm just going, okay, God, I'm just going to go for it, and I'm trusting you. And I, my first session was on spiritual warfare. I felt like that was the one the Lord wanted me to bring first. Halfway through the first session, one of the main nurses there gets a phone call, and she had to leave and go out. And she comes back in, and she's pale. She said, oh, that was a bad phone call. And come to find out that one of the previous employees, one of the executives, was looking to file a formal complaint and legal charge against them, and that things just were getting very, very nasty, very quick and it was all of a sudden you hear this little buzz Sandy you were there you have any, you want to speak to it at all uh, about what you saw And right in the middle of my first session, right in the middle of my first session, you see, God knew what was going to happen before it happened. Amen. And God had prepared and given me a word, and I'm speaking. And so then I just basically guide them, and I said, look, it's now time. We're going to practice what we've been talking about. We're going to stand, and we're going to begin to pray. And, we're going to, and then on the heels of that, I began to talk about listening to the Holy Spirit. And in the middle of this, a scripture was given, and it spoke directly into the situation. And God became very real. It wasn't theory. It wasn't religious practice. 
It was now life. It was now God among us, God helping us, God showing us what he wants us to do, God handling the issue that we're facing. Now listen, why am I saying that? Because this is the way God builds his church. This is the way. If you read the book of Acts, what you'll find is this. And these men went everywhere. The Lord working with them. The Lord working with them. These men turned cities upside down. The Lord working with them. It was this ongoing fellowship, this ongoing listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, this ongoing sense in which God is guiding me, God is directing me. Um, this is not theory anymore. This is now a living reality in which I am moving in the good of what God has for us. I, I think it's so important. I, I was listening to Kyle as he was talking about being in Nicaragua and how he responded to the situation. He didn't react. He responded to the thing that was going on. And God was working and people got saved and lives got changed. This is what I'm talking about. You see, following God is not supposed to be this dry, you know, this kind of cut and dry thing that just simply has a form but no power. When Paul came, he said to the Corinthians, he said, he said when I came to you, I did not come to you with persuasive words of man's wisdom. But I came to you in the demonstration and the power of the Holy Spirit. One translation says, in, demonst in demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power. In other words, suddenly last week, I'm talking, I hear God say, teach on spiritual warfare. And spiritual warfare sounds like kind of an odd thing to bring in a setting like that until you're in the middle of spiritual warfare. And now suddenly it becomes the now word. Suddenly it becomes, thank God somebody's listening. Thank God we didn't default to what we normally do. Let me tell you something. God is always right. <laughs> He's always right. Our big challenge is whether or not we can Learn what it means to both listen to him and surrender to him. Okay? You see, when we talk about the church being built on an apostolic and prophetic foundation, it is the grace of God, this place of acceptance by God. But now that I'm accepted by God, I move into a place of regular communion, fellowship, listening to him and obeying or submitting to him. Now, we'll talk more about what that submission looks like next week when we deal with the lordship of Christ. But suffice to say, if you don't listen to God, you can't have anything to submit to. You see, it's not theory. This is, this is, this is my life. This is the way I live. This is the way I raise my kids. This is the way I handle my family. This is the way I handle my business. This is the way we lead the church. This is the way we communicate the gospel. It's everything. So listening to God, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us, allowing the Holy Spirit to direct us, 
is a critical part of what it means to be an apostolic people. You cannot read the book of Acts without coming to this very stark conclusion that these men and women were not living by natural understanding, but they were living in an arena of the supernatural. Listen, if you want to see the supernatural power of God, it doesn't start by just having the miracle. It starts by learning to listen to the Holy Spirit in the first place. You see, what Jesus did again and again, you see Jesus working miracles. Why was it that Jesus, that everybody, have you ever noticed this, that everybody Jesus prayed for got healed? Have you ever noticed that? Well, why is it? Here's the key. He only did what the Father told him to do. He didn't pray for everybody, but he prayed for those the Father told him to pray for. You see, if we don't start there, how is it? Now, I'm not opposed to praying for people. I'm not opposed to witnessing and sharing the gospel just as a, a matter of our, our lifestyle. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if you want to experience the power of God, you've got to learn, first of all, to listen to God. You, you, you step out of the boat. You want to see God do something awesome in your life. you got to start by learning what it means to tune the ear to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So the Bible says this, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. When you got saved and when you invited Christ into your life and you opened up, the Holy Spirit came to dwell within you. He set up His divine throne in your heart. You now were immediately, when you received Christ, you were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, to be filled with the Spirit is different from the baptism of the Spirit. The baptism of the Spirit is the overflow of the Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit is what God wants in every man and woman's life. And when you get saved, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. But there is a subsequent experience in God where you experience the overflow of that. Now, the filling of the Holy I don't believe it has to happen with a long time in between. I mean, you can get filled and baptized the same moment. Hallelujah. But Jesus said it this way, that it would be like a river that suddenly burst up out of your life unto eternal life. And the, I'll make this point. The, the infilling of the Holy Spirit is to enable you to live for God. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is to make you a, an effective witness for God. You see, the Holy Spirit's indwelling is what empowers you and enables you to live godly. But the overflow is what enables you to become an effective witness for God. A lot of Christians have a fairly stable walk with God personally, but they have no overflow in their life. The church is meant to have an overflow. Every believer is meant to have an overflow. It's fairly selfish, self-centered thing to think that we can live for God while the world goes to hell in a handbasket. It's a fairly self-centered, self-serving thing to think we can be filled with the Holy Spirit when the world is in such dire need of the infilling of the Holy Spirit, of the power of God to transform their life. 
this, this group of people that I had the privilege of ministering to last week was desperately needing the work of the Holy Spirit. One of the most beautiful things that began to happen as they, the power of God began to be manifest there in that room and they begin to see, hey, this is no longer, this is God, God's with us. God's talking to somebody we've never met before about speaking to us about spiritual warfare and guess what? Boom, we've got spiritual warfare now. Come on, God's with us. Faith rose. I mean, they're like, we're not in this alone. God's leading someone to speak to us. He changed, rearranged the speaking schedule so that we could hear somebody talk about spiritual warfare. And now we're in the middle of spiritual warfare. So this became very real. Now it was not theory. It was Now it was life. Now it was not just religious exercise, a perfunctory duty, something you do at a, you know, a re- leadership retreat. This was now, man, this becomes my very sustenance. This becomes the thing I live on. You see, your walk with God will become very dead and very dry very quick if you don't have an ongoing work of the Holy Spirit every day in your life. You, you want to have just religious exercise? Well, depend on your own self. Depend on just this dry formality. And very quickly, your walk with God becomes boring. But when you're listening to God and you're obeying Him, it's like, wow, this is cool stuff. This is so good what God is doing. And so these people begin to experience God. One lady there had never prayed out loud. Never. Until last week. And she stood at the end. She's just crying. Just crying. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for coming. Thank y'all for what you brought. Listen, what we what we did, we brought very little. All we did was just walk with God. We just listened to God and did what God said. All glory goes to him. He's the one that did the talking. You know? He's the one that did the speaking. All we did is say yes. And when we showed up and agreed with him, God changed people's lives. One of the other ladies who was a worship leader at Church of the Highlands. And she was just really impacting her too. Tears in her eyes. This is just what I need. This is just what I needed. What is that? Listen, people need to know that their walk with God is more than theoretical. Listen, they need to know that their walk with God is more than just simply this Sunday exercise, but that this is something that God wants them to be caught up in this flow of his river of life. This is why in the Old Testament it says that everywhere the river flowed came life. But the river is the the river that flows from the throne of God. The river is the work of the Holy Spirit. The river is what's being unleashed through your heart and through my heart as we say yes to God. That's where the river flows. And when that river flows, that river brings life. And everywhere it touches, there's life. And that's why it's so important that we practice this walk with God, that we practice this listening to God. Listen, every single day, the Holy Spirit is talking. The only question is, are we listening? He that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. So the fact is this, that 
couple of very practical things I want to point out about that passage is this, that, that, that first of all, we have a speaking God. We have a speaking God. Our God talks. I said this Sunday as I was emphasizing this, uh, we serve the speaking God. Our, our God has given us a book that is filled with living, eternal word. And he speaks. He speaks through the scripture. He speaks in a myriad of fashion. I'll talk more about that. Uh, but the fact is, he does speak. He does speak. And if you and I are going to walk with him, we've got to live with an expectation that he's talking. Okay? You see, the question is not whether or not God is speaking. The question is whether or not we are listening. He that hath an ear, he didn't say if God has a mouth, let him speak. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. God's talking. God is talking to us. That means God has to say something about every situation in your life. God has to say something about the ministry objectives that we're called to. God has something to say about our marriage. God has something to say about our children. God has something to say about the way we conduct our daily lives. And so if we are going to be an apostolic people, one of the characteristics or hallmarks of our life has to be that we live in this arena of the supernatural and we're listening to the voice of God. Now, this is countercultural. I mean, people will look at you if they don't know God. In fact, they say, he thinks he hears God. He thinks God talks to him. Yeah, I do. That's countercultural. Why? Because most of our world lives dependent upon their natural senses. And if you and I are going to be men and women who are listening to the Holy Spirit, then we have to depend upon another set of senses. Okay? He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. God's not talking about your natural ears. He's talking about your spiritual ears. Have you inclined in your spiritual ears to hear? How do I do that? The Bible says this, that the spiritually mature, the writer of Hebrews says it, the spiritually mature by reason of exercise has trained his senses to discern good and evil. I want to tell you, if we're going to be a people that learn what it is to allow for the power of the Holy Spirit, it's going to have to be because we are doing it not just on Sunday morning in a worship service, but every single day. In practical matters, every single day. By reason of exercise, that means there are things that you and I volitionally do to align ourselves or position ourselves to listen to the Holy Spirit by reason of exercise. What's exercise? That's workout. That's workout. I mean, some of you go to the gym. You can tell I need to go. Thank you. I just, the Bible says confession is good to the soul. Nick's got my resurrected body. And, uh, <laughs> but, but Nick has worked out. He's exercised. 
Let me say, what happens when you exercise is you cultivate something. You tear something down in order to build something up. Okay? That means there are going to be times that you're not able to fully do what you intend to do, but the more you do it, the more proficient you'll be at doing it. And what you can't do at one point, as you exercise, you will be able to do at another point. So there is an improvement that comes. So if the spiritually mature, how many of you are mature? Spiritually mature, by reason of exercise, have trained themselves or trained their senses to discern good and evil. There ought to be an ongoing improvement in your ability to hear God. If you've trained your ears to hear, if you've inclined your ear to listen, there ought to be an ongoing expansion in your ability to hear God and walk with God. Listen, I will tell you for years, this is no game with me. I will tell you for years, I have cultivated listening to God. How did I start out? I started out making a lot of mistakes. That's how I started out. I started out blowing it. I started out just trying to exercise and trying to learn how and trying to walk. I remember a man named John Wimber who's with the Lord now, but he said he wanted to see people healed, and he, he stepped out in praying for people to be healed, and he said the first thing that began to happen is everybody he prayed for died. He's like, man, that'll make you want to quit. But listen, the more he did it, the more proficient he became in it. Jesus didn't just say pray for the sick. He said heal the sick, didn't he? Yeah. Whoo! That ought to get a hold of us. That ought to get a hold of us. You see, there's something that I think we oftentimes miss, and that's that if you don't step out, and get past your own inhibitions, get past your own personality, get past your own weakness, you'll never grow in the things of God. How often are we stepping out? Are we listening for what God is saying? And then the second thing is, are we obeying then what we hear God say? You know, I will tell you, last week, God said, I want you to speak on spiritual warfare and listening to the Holy Spirit. I even was questioning whether or not I was hearing God. My hearing God sure sounds like God to me. But when was it evidenced? When I obeyed. You see, you don't get the evidence until you do what God tells you to do. And when you do what he tells you to do, the Bible says this in the book of Acts. These men were going everywhere. The Lord confirming his word. You see, when the Holy Spirit speaks to us and we step out in obedience, the Lord confirms his word. We want to be a people 
not only secure in the grace of God, secure in our relationship with him, but because of that security in our relationship with him, there is an expression or an overflow, an outworking of the power of God in our lives that addresses the practical needs of people. Right where people are. Right what people are walking through. Right what people are in the middle of. And when you do that, suddenly God becomes real. God becomes real. God is with us. God is among us. Listen, I want there to be a reputation that we carry. Yes, a reputation that we are grace-based people, that we are people that are secure in God, secure in His love for us. But I want us to be people that are so in tune that the reputation we possess is that, man, those people of one church, there's just something about them. It's like God, it's like God's with them. It's like God is among them. It's like when they pray, stuff happens. Isn't that where we want to live? That's what it means to be living in the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I, I will tell you, and I, I, I was reminded of this last week as I was sharing stories, just story after story after story after story. In fact, Sandy said to me later, she goes, you, you just need to write down some of these. What was it? There was one story in particular that struck you. Which I, you need to write down these stories. It's like these stories. But you see, God wants everybody to have stories. Your stories are the testimonies of what God has done in your life and through your life as you listen to him. God wants your life to be filled with stories. And that's really all the book of Acts was. It was a book of stories about the power of God. So let there be an ongoing book of Acts written in your life, written through your life. You and I being people filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, living and operating in the now word of God, experiencing what I call divine fingerprints as we walk with God. God is working with us, confirming his word. Father, we thank you that you have called us to be people of the Spirit. More than theory, more than doctrine, more than just sound theology, you've called us to fellowship and to be people who are in daily communion and walking with the Holy Spirit. I ask God, may we be that kind of church. May we be that kind of leader. May we not be guilty of preaching it to others and not living it ourselves. So I pray for every team member here, Lord. Thank you for the privilege of serving beside such wonderful people in your kingdom. May we cultivate the ear, the listening ear, and cultivate the obedient heart and life 
that would so glorify you. So I say, Lord, even before this day is out, in everyone in this room, speak to them in some profound, cool way to confirm you're a speaking God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Come on, let's give God thanks.